This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. I am Matthew in his home by himself with his pictures of dogs. Joined as always by Jack the Jobber from Cultaholic HQ. Hello. And Ross on Rastin from another completely separate part of Cultaholic HQ. How the hell are you, Jack? I'm good, Matthew. I'm good. Uh, I've had a really productive day, actually. A lot, I got a lot of stuff done, uh, so I'm feeling good. How about you? Oh, I'm grand. I have not had a productive day, but I have spoken to Tom Campbell for several hours, and I feel great as a response. Absolutely. And how's Ross? I am steadily, Matthew, getting more and more off my titties. Carton number two of Sangria for today has entered the podcast studio, and it will be gone by the conclusion of this year podcast. Carton One was seen off doing the predictions video earlier today, and now we're rounding off the day with some more Tesco Sangria, which, by the way, appears to have almost doubled in price. I swear to God, like this time last year, I was paying £2 for a carton of this, and one of these, Matthew, £3.20. And I've, I bought two of them. That's £6.40. And that's maths. All the best to you. You know what? Last week, if you'd done that sum, you've got a C plus. But this <laughs> week, you got the B plus that you were supposed to get. So well done, you what. quality math there, Ross. If I was the only person doing my A levels this year of all years, I'd have preferred I got my predicted grades rather than you know something else, because I made a right royal mess of my A levels. Bloody alcohol, did you? Yeah, oh, that's okay. horrible. Yeah, Sangre was only one twenty back then. I know, and I drank lots of it. Hmm. Yeah. What a beautiful segue from a beautiful man. And we're here to tell you the news in wrestling. Not all of it, because a lot of it's made up, but the ones that are 30 to 35% real. Let's have a look at the big news. Oh, the, the big news that broke yesterday, as of the time we're doing this. Renee Young's time with WWE is reportedly coming to an end. As Mike Johnson at PW Insider noted, the SmackDown backstage interviewer handed him her notice last week and she will be leaving the company. Her final date with the wrestling behemoth is currently unknown, but Wade Keller at PW Torch revealed Young's final date with WWE could be SummerSlam weekend. Oh. Sad? 
Massive. Bad news for WWE, absolutely, Jack. Mm-hmm. She's great at like various different things, and uh, I feel like the big strength of Renee is that in WWE. She was one of the few people that seemed like a real person. <laughs> like, she seemed like a genuine sound person. Yeah. And that came across on screen. So, don't know what they're going to do. Are there any rumours that she might be headed elsewhere? Oh, I'm sure there's rumours for everywhere. I mean, well, yeah, oh, true. I heard a rumour she's joining Cultaholic soon. <laughs> hey, she, if she wants, she can have any show she wants, as far as I'm concerned, if she wants to come here, because she is an unbelievable... Yeah. Nah, bollocks to it. She can have my CTR on the podcast. She'd be a lot better than me at doing this. She's the best broadcaster WWE's got by a country mile, I think. And I, I put a tweet out last night uh, last night saying that, and everyone was going, oh, but what about her time on commentary? She proved she wasn't good there. And I was like, you've got to put a massive asterisk next to her on commentary. Because she even said, didn't she, that she was reduced to, to doing inconsequential sound bites or whatever. Completely wasted on that role. Look at any interview she does, and she's just a natural at broadcasting. And, you know, bollocks to this AEW rumour as far as I'm concerned. Give her Ellen DeGeneres' show. Get her on there. Make it the Rene Paquette slash Young. Is that good? That's her name, isn't it? Rene Good Show. The Rene Moxley Show. Yeah, the yeah. Moxley Show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's, yeah. She might be too good for wrestling, which is a weird thing to say, but yeah, she, I think she's that good. Aye. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree with everything you said there, Ross. The three person commentary booth is. <laughs> just not made a easy really good way. point. He's made a really good point, and they just like, bang. <laughs> Sangria. Sangria. <laughs> not just my thoughts, but also the thought of Sangria. Company Inc. But yes, exactly right. It's a huge loss for them, but WWE seems to have this one particular idea for people, and if they don't fit that mold, then there's not a lot they can do with you. Perfect for talking smack, perfect for being a real person, like you said, Jack. Talking smack is longer around. Big shame, and Renee Young's talents should be used anywhere else other than WWE right now. Absolutely. Although it is rumoured that talking smack might be coming back. Well, after they get rid of Renee Young. I know. I know. Brilliant. Well, maybe that was the final straw to try and keep her. Was like, oh, well, we'll do this thing here that you used to like doing. But yeah, she's like, nah, I'm not having it. But now Kathy Kelly's gone. Who's like the who's going to take her role in what she did? Vince. <laughs> Linda. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Linda on Talking Smack. Hello, I'm Linda, and welcome to Talking Smack. <laughs> Boring bastard. Never understood the Lin- the Linda McMahon pop me. Jen, Despite would, what Jen, has to say. Jen would kick off about that. She loves yeah. Wheelender. No uh, idea why. No so idea. does Kenny. Maybe she's appealing to the Scots. Yeah, the dirty Scots. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're not even drunk, Jack. You're just stupid. <laughs> hey, we're, we're from Newcastle. We've got far more in common with the Scots than we do, like, Southerners and stuff, I reckon. But, yeah. Yeah, that's it. You tell me you've got diplomatic community to call them dirty. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, NXT last week placed 65th place, the worst ranking that NXT has had to date. Hopefully it should be better this week because there wasn't any AEW. Mm. Uh, but there was, there was, but there, wait, but oh, there was playoff basketball. Playoffs? So, yeah, that's right. We're talking about playoffs. <laughs> playoffs? Uh, the WWE Thunderdome. Uh, I had to read this twice before I figured out what the hell it was. I'm not lying. Uh, basically, they're going to have big screens. It's going to look like the intro to SmackDown. So that's nice. You're going to see it and go, are you ready? Uh, the screens are going to show different fans. Some people have messaged me to say, get in. I've got uh, tickets or whatever, e-tickets to be part of the Thunderdome crowd. And I'm like, oh, get in. Lots of signs and craziness there. Uh, maybe somebody will show up as Osama Bin Laden. 
like they did at that football match with the virtual fans. And apparently, Aiden's, no, they're, they're Aiden's quite. Be, Aiden's been saying that a lot. Was this on a Premier League game recently? It was Leeds United, wasn't it? Leeds United oh, had the, uh, the cardboard cutouts in the crowd, like oh, blue tacked on the seats, and they had Osama oh. bin Laden and I think Cow Baskin might have been there. Cow Baskin. That's oh, news. I'm, we more, talk I'm more about. annoyed. At, I'm more annoyed at Carl Baskin being there than bin Laden. They've bin shut Laden. down the, uh, the, the the Tiger King Park. It's been shut down. The the zoo. It's now a, yeah. a, a TV production thing. I but it's it. I but one in the eye for Jeff. Grr. Bloody, Aye, Jeff. bloody Jeff. Um, bloody bin Jeff. Laden was an Arsenal fan anyway. Apparently. So was apparently, he? Well, apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> That's legit. Like apparently so. <laughs> anyway. It's, I thought it was just you know a what? joke. I have no, no I think, idea he, actually, I think he actually was. I think he was. Yeah. Get in. That's the, could be the defence anytime someone with an Arsenal sticker or says something on, on Twitter, which is like every three days. Says <laughs> something about, yeah, you know what? Bin Laden loved you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so going to be a thing. <laughs> Moving on. Thunder's going to be a thing. Mad Max, whatever. By the way, have you seen Mad Max 3? No. No. No, I really. Oh, it's very no. surprising. The, the one with Tom Hardy, the big cinematic one. No, I mean that was the the fourth one, but oh. Max Beyond Thunderdome was oh, the, no. the one. Oh no, no. Have you heard? We don't need another hero. No. It's a big song. Yes, there we go. It's the theme from that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Then all, all the stuff that they're going to do with it is going to be brand new and exciting for you. So won't give anything away. Okay. I can't wait, me. I think it's going to be fantastic. Oh, were you getting sick of the performance center era and the people banging on the the glass? And I was getting a bit tired of it, me. But yeah. what what scares me? I read the press release thing, and uh, Kevin Dunn is going to have drone cameras, plural, at his disposal. So imagine Kevin Dunn with drone cameras at his disposal. A tie-up. You're seeing things swooping in and doing three sixty loop to loops and cutting here, there, and everywhere. It's going to be terrifying. I like the way you say it. it makes it sound like Mysterio in Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> Oh, wait. I'll laugh along and pretend to know what that means, but I've got oh, no idea. The, the last Spider-Man film, not even that. Oh, okay, no, I've never my, seen it. He was my favorite. Uh, basically, Spider-Man Mysterio's a special effects dude who has a load of drones. Well, kind of like drones, kind of army drones, whatever. So he has a load of them to make CGI projections. So he's basically Syndrome from The Incredible. No, he's different. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Sadie T. Hawk Linderman. From that one is it OVE, I think, promotion. All oh, right. Uh, right. As well as Bea Priestley and Jimmy Havoc's profiles have all been removed from AEW's website. They have the roster. Oh, Sadie uh, Gibbs, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a surname would have been. Yeah, what? Does it just I actually typed Sadie? in Sadie as if she was part of. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing's been confirmed anything yet because everyone's been shtum on a lot of those things. So it's have to wait and see. Uh, I think I wrote this down. I have a little notepad with all the stuff down that happens in the news and just read it in case there's anything being new. So we can move on from that. We'll be very quick on these two things. Uh, first of all, Xavier, the second ever Ring of Honor world champion, passed away early this week. To shame, he was in a really awkward position where Ring of Honor's booking was, for want of a better term, crap to begin with. So he was the guy who beat it Loki, but he was never the number one guy in the prophecy. He was literally a mid-card dude that Christopher Daniels managed to beat the world champion. Because at this point in time, Ring of Honor, I think we're trying to be out the box too much and it just, like, whatever. So he always had the stigma. Uh, like Chris Hero talked crap about Austin Aries one time. He goes, you're the worst Ring of Honor world champion of all time. Even worse than Xavier. Oh. And the crowd went, whoa, that's too far, man. That's <clears throat> too far. But by all accounts, respected, liked by everybody. There's not many bad stories about him. 
and uh, yeah, passed away. I mean, you're Ooh. the indie cool dude, Jack. Do you have any ideas or memories? Of no, Xavier? he was slightly before my my yeah. time, um, but uh, from everything I've heard, yeah, he was good. I mean, you had to be to be in Ring of Honor around that time. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, it's a sad one, isn't it? And I think he was pretty young as well. Well, he's 43, wasn't he? Oh, no way. He was in his oh, 40s, yeah. which blew my mind. Yeah. Like, wait, what? You can't be in your 40s in Ring of Honor. I'm like, like, <laughs> turns out time passes. Who knew? And another quick story we'll go over because it's really harrowing. Man arrested for attempted armed abduction at Sonia oh. Deville's house. Bloody hell. Look, again, we'll keep this somewhat happy and amusing. So we're not going into the great details, but yeah, bloody horrible to read. And I hope she's all right. I'm surprised. I know it's obviously the bean builder, but I'm surprised that she's able to recover and be at SummerSlam. Yeah, fair play. I, yeah. I want a few days yeah. off after this. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mandy as well, because I think Mandy was in the house with her at the, yeah. at the time. It's oh, yeah, really? terrible. I think Sonia apparently ran and woke her up, and they both scarpered and got went to the police. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, here we go. Apparently, Rusev's done some sort of interview. Oh, he was just talking on his stream, talk about WWE and stuff like that. And I didn't realize this because I think you retweet a few of these, Ross. Uh, Vincent Mann said the reason Rusev Day t-shirts sold out was because they didn't make enough of them. And also the reason why they chanted Rusev Day was to mock Rusev. Beggar's belief. I've got no idea what to say about this. Obviously, Vince McMahon likes to push the people he sees something in. Just look at Roman Reigns circa 2015 to 19 or something like that. Um, it just—I don't know what you say about that. It's just—it's just, it's just incompl- completely untrue. People chatted Rusev Day because organically Rusev proved himself to be a very likable, a very entertaining professional wrestler, and people liked him, so people wanted to chant Rusev Day. I don't know what what you. Oh, I'm just I'm lost for words. He had Makes no, no chance, sense. Did he? he had no nah. chance. Nah. nah, he did everything so, he could. Well done, Aiden English, for helping Rusev there with that little push here to get those those shirts sold. And Rusev Day's getting chanted, and people really want you to have tight out a shot. Yeah. They're just taking the mick, you know. It's unbelievable, <sighs> isn't it? Crazy. And you'd think being a businessman, you know, someone organically gets, you know, popular like that. You're thinking, wow, there's money to be made there, but nah, whatever. <laughs> Imagine being Vince angry. Oh, we've sold out of them. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll have to order some more T-shirts. Oh, I can't be asked. <laughs> I'll just not use you again. It's way easier than ordering those T-shirts. Ugh. And uh, that's all the news I have well, right in front of me, unless there's anything else I've missed oh, off, Jack. Thievery in the YouTube podcast world, Matthew. Absolute thievery. <laughs> oh. uh, a friend of mine sent me a video clip uh, last night or this morning uh, of just a clip of the Stephen Tries podcast. You're going to be so angry here, Matthew. I can't wait to see a reaction. So okay. I, I was I was going akapot this morning, as we say here in Newcastle, Upon Tyne. So have you ever Stephen Tries? Have you ever Stephen tries? Very, very good YouTuber, likable lad, really funny. I and, already and hate he, him. What happened? More talented than any of us. All oh, of us put I? together. Oh, okay. We don't have as much you, talent. Building yeah, this up. Stephen tries. He, uh, right? he, building this up. He's got he, enough going for him as it is, Matthew. That's all I'm saying. He's got the big following. He's got these wonderful skits that he does on YouTube. Very talented guy. And then he, Jack, take it away. So he's he's a wrestling fan. He's he's followed me and Ross for a while. Uh, by every interaction I've had with him, top lad. And what are you looking at, Matthew? Are you spawning for yourself? What's he no, doing? I'm looking at who he is. Uh, 1.2 oh, right, yeah. million subscribers. Hey, g- big, big fan, mate. Big fan. Yeah, whatever. Well, clip of, his po- clip, clip of his podcast and he, he goes, he goes um, right, time for our new segment, 
Reese's Pieces. And then they all start singing Reese's Pieces. Gotta get those pieces. And I'm like, eh? What's going on here? And what they do in Reese's Pieces? So thankfully, uh, thankfully, it's not a complete ripoff. Uh, <laughs> it's called Reese's Pieces, but one of the guys on the podcast just finds like a weird and wacky news story from the week and oh, they have a laugh about is, it. Is he is he called Reese? Because this might have been accidental. Then I've got no idea what he's called. Maybe he's called Reese because it used to be Dave's Raves. Yeah, and now it's Reese's Pieces. Now, Matthew, if you go on my if you go on my Twitter, <laughs> you'll have you seen the video. You'll see the video. No, no, but it can't just be the name that you're mad at. If they're doing the format, then all right, maybe. But like. You know, Reese's Pieces is a famous American. Yeah, candy. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's okay. podcast. Look at the clip, Matthew. Watch the clip. Look at the way he looks into the camera, as if mocking us. Have as if he knows it? who we are, which he does. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go on my J my King. Twitter? No, it's Jack the Job. Yeah, that might do. Yeah. Okay, he's it? like ten years old. Great. No, don't. And say then that. there's Peter Jackson. All right, cool. Stop ripping on them. The nice. That's lads. Max, man. Max is hilarious. Max, Max is, is a good one. Guy. Yeah. I already hate it. Oh, a lot of, a lot of likes for that tweet. Well done, Jack. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Oh God, I didn't realize we were stepping on segment. Little. Yeah, he, he was. That's what I was going to oh, get. Oh, he's apologized. That's what I was going to get onto, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he said sorry. And, and then the guy with the says, now... "I don't know. I heard racist bassist." <laughs> 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 racist, 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 racist. But um, so I just want to clear up in case my tweet ruffled any fed rays. There's no beef between ourselves and the much more successful and popular Stephen Tries. Uh, I think he's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, well, well done. Talk about. In fact, Don't I'd like to personally, right personally thank Stephen Tries for the slight bit of exposure that tweet yeah. brought Jack the job earlier today. If, if he you ever to collaborate, yeah. If he ever wants to get on the podcast. We will pay him a fee and he can get on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you 50 packets of Reese's Pieces. Why the hell not? If he knows KSI, he does know KSI as well. If he's just in the area, just bring KSI along as well. Tell him Matthew's on. You know, the, the cultaholic boys against the side men at tug of war or something like that, something crazy <laughs> like that. I'm down for it. We're going to be like Pokemon <laughs> trainers, aren't we? <laughs> I choose you, much more successful YouTuber. Yeah, great. So I think... Uh, looking at looking at it now, after the adrenaline of this morning wore off, I feel like it was probably an accident. Like, of course, it was an accident. All oh, right, okay. Probably. Yeah. Stephen yeah, tries doesn't watch us. Oh, really? <laughs> Stephen tries does watch. Oh no! <laughs> I wouldn't be that arrogant to think that, but for one second. Now, why does he follow us on Twitter? Then I've got no idea. It's, it's incredibly <laughs> random, but surely they don't watch what we do. Probably Who knows? Not. They might do. You know, nah, people know. like Lewis Capaldi find themselves Lewis, watching us. Yeah, Lewis and he's Capaldi, big and famous, isn't he? He he watched the podcast. He probably doesn't now. Now that he's swimming in just liquid money, but um, no, that was the drama of that was our YouTube beef for the next year or two. So that's us in that well, realm. On, and what's that guy called? He does the YouTube drama news. What's he called? Oh, bloody Keemstar! I don't want to. Is that what he's called? Let's I get on there. I want now. No. I want now no. to do with, now to do with Keemstar. What's wrong with him? I've got no idea who. Oh, he is he's an awful, awful. He's an awful man. <laughs> he's is really he? Awful. Oh right. well. Right. Bollocks to him then. Sorry, <laughs> I have no idea who he is. Oh no, it's all right. Um, it stirs up a lot of crap. Um, not like but, this bit, eh? Not like. Well, but you know, who, but you know who a good part of YouTube is bloody Stephen tries. Great, yeah, you know what, Stephen tries. I've always liked him. Um, I think his early work showed <laughs> so much promise, and he's meeting his mem- whatever. I've never heard of the guy, but yeah, he's cool. He There's is no genuinely, drama. genuinely a fantastic YouTuber who does w- very well written skits and yeah, yeah. yeah. great yeah. everything I could aspire to be in life. So uh, 
again, Stephen, if you, you just a quick just a quick appearance on the channel will be enough for an apology there, mate. Just get yourself along <laughs> if you want, you know. Right. I'm done. I'm done with I'm God. done with it now. Are you mates with True Geordie as well, Ross? My dad? Yeah, yeah. So Aye. it's all lining the stars are aligning one by one. And it's just gonna lead to a big MMA event with all of us taking on one Way of them. Aye, me against yeah. Brian inside the cage. <laughs> oh, you're taking True, True Geordie, all right. Way aye, I'll just you have, can have a few, <laughs> few sangrias and then <laughs> aye, it'll be good. fine. I'll have Will Any. No, he's got an iron jaw, that lad, actually. He's got a cast iron jaw. Don't know about that. Matthew? You uh, gonna... I'll be in the Thunderdome stands watching along. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's it. No, no beef there, Stephen. I'm sure it was accidental. And why am I saying it in a passive? I don't mean to say it in a passive aggressive way. Either. Passive Look, anyway, moving on. Do you know? Great, do you remember? Do you remember no, wait. Do you remember when? Do you remember when I mentioned that I'm not even the most successful YouTuber in my year at school because of philosophy? You did tube. say that. So one of one of the so obviously for the very small slither of people who watch both ourselves and philosophy tube, it was like, what the hell's going on here? So they tagged him and said, oh yeah, here you go. Here's a timestamp for when Jack mentioned you. And I watched it back and I'm so, I come across so bitter to this lad from school. And I felt so awkward because he was like, oh, all right, mate. Yeah. yeah." And I just feel, I don't think I'm able to say things in a non bitchy way. And I just, oh. there is legitimately no beef between ourselves and Stevie T. <laughs> but the way but you if, say it. But if Stevie T you laugh afterwards. <laughs> Gonna say if Stevie T fancies a celebrity YouTube boxing match against Chat the Jobber, it would appear he's very much up for it. Yes, that's um, what I heard. Well, I could only raise my profile. I think he would be a fool to take it. Not because I think I'd win, but because I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> I think apart from my teeth. Right, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, moving on to this fantastic news segment. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. <sighs> now it's time for the favourite bit of the podcast, a bit where we don't talk about wrestling, like the rest of the show, obviously. The Hall of Fame. Just and in condescending order from last week, bastards. White Magnum, 12%. <sighs> fantastic, great. This was our, the favourite chocolate ice lollies. That also... Oh, no, they weren't worthy, because next up was Viennetta Ice Cream, 14%. Ooh, not a lot of people agree with Jack's idea that that's the cheapest way of feeling upper class. But what they do agree is Mike Chioda, counting to 10, was better than both those ice creams. 74% for the winner. Ross, well done. You may go first this week. Uh, I did have the idea about doing favourite takeaways just to get the survey going. But maybe seeing that, might be telling people, no, stuff you and your ice lollies, go back to wrestling. I don't know. I'll leave it in your capable hands as I quietly eat this white chocolate magnum. <laughs> thinking arrogantly that I was going to win. Ross, take it away. For what it's worth, Matthew, if I had the choice between Viennetta ice cream and a, cho a white chocolate magnum, I would pick the magnum every day of the week. Would you? Would you, I Ross? Would. I've just pulled that out the effing <laughs> lolly. You know what? Viennetta forever. <laughs> what am I going to do with this? You like don't have to pick it up your hands, like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to eat it, eat it like a horse. The same anyway. technique as a calipo. <laughs> yeah, the previous winner. Look at, him. Look at him, look at him undressing oh. the magnum slowly. I know what you should have bought. We need to put some saxophone on this, like. Yeah. Yo, oh. Oh, he's opened it up. Oh. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. <laughs> 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 
eating a white magnum. Out of the wrapper. You know what? If Stephen Tries did did start watching this, he'd have turned off long before this segment. What's he doing there? Oh, God. Right, Hall of Fame. I watched this week's NXT before the podcast for the first time in God knows how long because there's no AEW. And during that, I saw what might be the best professional wrestling promo package since Daniel Bryan's monster WrestleMania 30 thingy. The promo package hyping up Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee with Metallica and a song from the album nobody likes from Metallica, Matthew. That's an anger one. It's got a song from that on it. And even despite that drawback, in some people's opinions, maybe, it's a fantastic promo package. I just had go and watch it. It's unbelievable. I'm going to guess it's on YouTube somewhere. Unbelievable scene. So my nomination is that promo package because, in my opinion, it's the best since Daniel Bryan's monster in the wrestling. Mm. Nice. And that is it. I saw He's... NXT for the same reasons as you, but I... Skipped ahead the video packages because I'll have oh, to see them on Saturday again. Go so. back and watch it. The, the some effects. of the appeal once you see them just before you see it again on Saturday. But oh, the effects they put into this one, all the bells and whistles. Ah, which song was it? You know, uh, it began with an F. I've forgotten it completely. Just one fuel. word. Fuel. F- f- maybe I don't know. Give me fuel. Remember. Give me fire. Give me that which I desire. No, that wasn't from Saint Angus. It was speaking about time ticking towards the end because obviously it ties into carrying cross. So if you recognise, frantic. Frantic. There you go. Tick, 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 tick. There you go. Tick, 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 tick. Because of the clock and the sign and the sand, the hourglass, right? And they got the SNM two album coming out, which I had no idea was happening until NXT told me. Yeah, S S S M. I may be bad, but I'm perfectly good. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but whips and chains excite me. I no, was no, no, Channel, come on. Channel come 5 on. last night. Uh-huh. Channel 5 last night, right, there was a programme, uh, The Escort Next Door or something like that. And, you know, being a bit, you know, I was like, whoa, we'll flick it on here, Ford see Escort. what's happening. I turned it on, right, there's this fella, fully naked, you're seeing everything, and he's just getting hoofed in the nards by this woman. And the- <laughs> this was just a minute of this man, like, going, oh, I can't take any more. I can't take any more. And she's like, I don't care. Whoa. This is on a Channel 5 about 11 o'clock last night. Unbelievable scenes. What's happened to television these days? Shameless. I've gone from watching Pingu, right? Pingu is on Amazon Prime. So I was watching Pingu from the start, and it's 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 still fantastic. And then you go from watching Pingu to this fella getting hoofed in the nads by this woman. Weird times on the television last night. I thought you were gonna say Pingu was on at ten PM before. <laughs> I'm like, that's an interesting lineup. In between it's like him. get the kids to bed fast now. I, straight away. What's the Pingu theme tune? Sing the Pingu theme. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, it's. It's not. Pingu, Pingu. No. What's that? Amazon Prime has that one. Yeah, unbelievable. Even though it says it's Series One of Pingu on Amazon Prime, it's got this different theme song. Apart from that, it's it's it lives up. It's held it's held up over time. That's like when they dub over like. Theme music on the network. Yeah. That's really disappointing. Yeah, I'm on WD 24-7, the thing before the network, that have like, oh, here's classic Nitro footage, and here's Chris Jericho 98 coming out to break the walls down. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't have the rights to the other one. You're like, oh, mate, nah. Well. What's yours, Jack? Because I'm fighting this. Um... Mine's is, uh, you know how normally I go for like, oh, the concept of light when it hits a prism and the rainbow that comes out after it. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm doing a real tangible thing. 
And it's just something that I genuinely enjoyed. It's not even particularly comedic. It's a, a Netflix show that I've just been watching. I think it was on the BBC last year, but I didn't catch it at the time. I'm two episodes in, and I can't wait to get home to watch some more. It's called, I believe, Giji Hari. Giji Hari, like a Japanese word or two words. I think it's Giji slash Hari. Uh, stands for means duty slash shame. And it's a, a Tokyo slash London gangster detective series drama thriller. And it's just so good. It's so good. And if anyone's been watching it, please do let me know in the comments down below without spoilers. I'll give you a little teaser just from what you find out in the start of the first episode. Uh, there's a murder in London. A Japanese bloke gets stabbed in his apartment with like a katana. And over in Tokyo, uh, you find out he's the nephew of a Yakuza boss. And then they have to send the detective over to London to find his brother who's suspected of doing it. But Matthew, he thought his brother was dead. So good. Oh, sounds great. Why did you spell this? I think it's G-I-R-I. G-I-R-I. And then H-A-R-I. H. A-R-I. No, sorry, no, sorry. G E J I G G. G I J I H A R I. Just for the the thing on Patreon, thank you. I think I think there's a slash in between G G and Harry as well. A slash or a dash? What we're going for here? A for a forward slash. Forward slash. C B B C. No, yeah. <laughs> forward it, slash. It, it, it translates to isn't going to win. Hey. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I've been reading up my chat. I've been with Duolingo. Well, that's interesting. It's nice that you're watching TV and expanding your horizons and stuff like that. Uh, I haven't seen it or heard anybody talk about it, but I hope other people have. <laughs> Looks or really this good. could be a really bad podcast for you. I told Sam about it, and his reaction was really positive, but I feel like if I just substituted Japan for any other nation, he would not have been as excited. <laughs> <laughs> he is a big weeb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, there we go. See, I was going to try and do a thing and keep up the tradition of doing favorite foods and crisps and things but i think you know after last week's vote and people are interested in that so that's fine which knackers me because it means i'm forced to go from my favorite takeout which is probably going to be indian at the minute to force eh, to think about something that's actually happened in my life well nothing's happened this week of note that i'm gonna bring up on a bloody pg podcast so i have to do the only other thing i've done this week which is watch the complete marin ford Marine Ford, I'm not really sure how you pronounce it, to be honest with you. Uh, the Navy base arc in one piece. Translates I... to even not going to win even more than mine. Oh, one you piece. have little faith. Okay. There's been a lot of crossover between One Piece and wrestling, just saying. Okay. Uh, watch me come last now. But <laughs> honestly, it's... I watched all of it across two days because I've been posting about it on the Botchmania Facebook and being like, this happened on Raw, this happened on Raw. Hey, One Piece... And all the comments have been, oh, yeah, mate, what do you, wait till you get to this bit. All these encouragements, people talking about that. So it's really been watching One Piece just to add something to the updates on the Facebook. And people have been, oh, Marinford, that's the WrestleMania X7 of One Piece. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. And I scrolled down a bit, and I saw someone give half a spoiler. And I went, no, oh, no, 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 no. So I've not answered any messages or checked any emails, so I haven't had any more spoilers. What a rush. They've literally spent over 100 episodes building up to this one dude showing up. And it's like, we've got the Navy, we've got the Admirals, we've got the Warlords, we've got this guy, this guy, we've got the Steiners, we've got the, the Alliance from 2001, we've got the Deadly Alliance from 92, right, we're ready. And then he shows up finally, and everyone's just like, it's him! And it's like watching Brock Lesnar at the Rumble 2020 
for about a dozen episodes until finally stuff happens and whatever. So I'm going to go with that. All right. To see if there's any weebs watching. If this gets no votes, I'll never bring it up again, I promise. What's the... But, one Piece? One Piece, yes. All right, well... O-N-E Peace. Yes, is in Peace of... Pi. Well done, you. P.G. Ross. Thank you. Well, <laughs> hope you're uh, hope you're enjoying your cartoons there. Congratulations, Ross, on winning oh, next week. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I've been watching an anime, Matthew. Uh, I've been watching, watching one of them animes. It's called Haikyuu, and it's about a volleyball team. Of course, sounds it a bit is. kinky. That it's not. It's heartwarming. They've all got friendships with each other. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Honestly, Haikyuu, check it out. Right. Well, there we go. Yeah. Of course, Chrissy T is a big One Piece fan of Sorted, but don't let that persuade you about what you vote for. Chrissy, Chrissy T. T. Stephen T. Oh, Stephen Christ, Christ, whatever. <laughs> Chrissy T. <laughs> Scotty T. He loves it. I knew the T. Whatever. Big, big tries. T. Big T. Anyway, we're talking bollocks now. Your choices for this week's prestigious Hall of Fame, to recap, are... That show that Jack said that I've already forgotten Giri, the name of. Giji Hari, I think. Giji Hari. Giji Hari. Uh, Pingu. No, no, the Keith Lee and Carrion Cross promo package from NXT. I, I forgot what you put in. I was too focused on the Pingu theme song. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> we'll have the Keith Lee Carrion Cross thing with the Pingu theme overdone. <laughs> and if that wasn't stupid enough, one piece for adults. And right. you can, of course, vote for any of those fantastic picks by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Let your voices be heard and give us your cash. We appreciate your support. Aye. Especially during these testing times. Especially if you know the original Pingu theme as well. Just saying. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! And now, the week in wrestling. I got the name of the thing wrong, Matthew, as Richard just told oh, us. Oh, no. What, what, what happened? It's Giri Haji. Giri Haji. Just search Tokyo London crime drama and you'll know the one I'm talking about. Anyway, just thought I'd clarify. Don't worry, Jack. With Google Chrome, no one spells properly anymore. They'll know what yeah. silly. And it is, of course, Smackdown to begin. So Matthew's fun fact, well, hopefully more fun than Smackdown. Uh, in 1943, whilst the Nazis were finishing off their last meth reserves, Swiss chemist Albert Hoffman was trying to synthesise a blood stimulant from Ergo, LSD. In doing so, he noticed the chemical had strange effects, so he gave himself two doses of it accidentally and found himself having a really bad trip. He tried to get home, but because of the war, pedestrians weren't allowed to drive cars, so panicking, he rushed home on a bicycle and miraculously made it back where a doctor found he had no life-threatening problems. Today, the day before... 420, 419 is known as Bicycle Day in his honour. And apparently he was so ungodly high, he rode past his house several times, but was afraid to stop and go inside to face his family. Let's see if Smackdown was more interesting. Big E and Morrison are about to have a match, but Retribution attack them both. Apparently that's it. Okay, cool. Uh, backstage it Corbin picks, tries it to... Picks up, it picks up later. Oh, I see. Up, yeah. Backstage Corbin tries to rally the locker room, but it's Big E who actually proves to be most popular. Sheamus tries to intimidate Big E, but it doesn't work. Also, I think Chad Gable's a face again. Ross, can you clarify? No, it was a ruse, wasn't it? When he was sta- oh. stood there talking to Riddle and then Corbin from... Was that this week or last week? This week, this week Gable was just sort of backing up Big E backstage. Was he? 
Yeah. I'm getting the week before mixed up. It was when did he stand there doing the interview with Riddle and then Corbin attack Riddle from behind? Last, when did that happen? Last, last Bloody week, hell. Okay. It all blurs into one, doesn't it? Maybe yeah. you're right. I've got no idea. <laughs> so uh, Gable's like backing up. Seamus says something to Gable like, and you're a little piece of sh-, you know. And then Gable's like, just like, and backing up Big E, which I think's weird because Gable was fully team Baron Corbin last week. So I don't know. It was only for the money though, Jack. You can't forget that. It's all about the money. King's Ransom? <laughs> Tasker is a surprise entrant in the Tribe brand Battle Royal, despite already having a title match at SummerSlam. The final four are Asuka, Shayna, Knox and Dana Brooke. Shayna Lily drops Tegan right on her head. Ooh. Dana sleek, sne- bloody hell, sneakily eliminates Knox from the outside. Asuka eliminates Dana. Bailey and Sasha furiously try to stop Asuka winning, but she manages to eliminate Shayna anyway, and now has two title shots at SummerSlam. Ooh. I've just got one issue with this. The thought of Bailey desperately trying to stop Asuka from winning to face her at SummerSlam because she'd much rather face the alternative, which is Shayna Baszler. <laughs> She's like proper confident about facing Shayna, apparently. It's very mm. strange. Mm, good point. Mm. Mandy challenges Sonya to a hair versus hair match at SummerSlam. She does, I'm not lying. Mm. Edgy styles us out with The Monster Abyss making maybe his WWE debut on screen, not sure. It's a long promo which boils down to AJ saying that nobody's good enough to challenge him for the IC title. Jeff Hardy interrupts and wants to be number one contender, but AJ refuses. Jeff attacks and lays him out. Piss, Matthew. Piss. Is that a command? If you want to, whap it out. Well, for a penny and for a pound. No, this is uh, AJ Styles' is like ranking system for his potential challenges on SmackDown now. He's got the phenomenal... Intercontinental statistics system, and he's like, Ah, oh, piss, ah, oh, damn. Uh, so that's what Joseph Parks is playing. He's like in charge of this board. And he unveils the board, and he's like, It's got nobody on there because nobody's worthy of challenging him. And then Jeff Hardy comes down and writes his name on the board because Jeff Hardy is worthy of a challenge. And then we go backstage because I was thinking, Ah, oh, it's a bit naff, this. But then we go backstage, it looks like Joseph Parks is going to be AJ Styles' manager, figure, spoof, buddy, cop, film. Thing going forwards because he's got Jeff Hardy obviously written on the board now thanks to Jeff himself and AJ Styles brings out a really cool line it's like when you face AJ Styles you're going to get erased and he turn, turns around tries to wipe it off the board but Jeff used permanent marker and Abyss slash Joseph Parks whoop hit my microphone uh, uh, Joseph Parks made a mess and it was all like oh woo. quite funny stuff I liked it but uh, you know how Vince famously finds like Poo to be really funny. Brucey e. P really enjoys piss. Piss, yeah. That's Puts why the they get P on so in well. P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's why they get on so well. That's uh, interestingly as well. This week's SmackDown was officially TV fourteen for the first time. Apparently. Ooh. Officially. Mm. I didn't Epistly. notice anything. Was it just what was it? Just the word piss. Epistly. Piss. Maybe that's the difference between PG and TV fourteen. <laughs> Wow. Exciting stuff. Morrison and Big E finally have their match, but the lights flicker again. The roster head to ringside, but it was a trick as Retribution are backstage and beat up the referees. The locker room head back and Big E puts away Morrison with a stretch muffler. Seamus Bro kicks him afterwards. Mm-hmm. This was really annoying, this, because it got shown as part of the show. And obviously Michael Cole and Corey Graves can see what's happening because they've got the show in front of them on the monitors. 
And Michael Cole, Corey Graves, sorry, he's like, oh, I feel really helpless here. And Michael Cole's like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And like they're five yards away from the people who were, they want to go backstage and attack. And then just sat there going, what can we do here? We're stuck inside this invisible bubble. That is the announce table. And it was just infuriating because it's already crap to begin with. And then they do big old plot holes like that. It's, yeah, it was what it was. They, they locked a guy in the, in the bogs and the... They put a, a Woolworths W on the wall and put a big red line through it. It was a real, just, you know, it's kids having a laugh in it. That's all it is. It's, nah. You're not missing much, Matthew, to be honest, not by watching SmackDown with this retribution so, so stuff. They locked the guy in the box. It was, okay. it was me, me, uh, mayhem backstage, sorry, and referees are getting thrown around and stuff. And it's just this one throwaway bit right in the middle where the sort of camera pans around and you can see in the toilets and there's just someone sat on the bog and then one of the one of the retribution gangsters uh, puts a chair up against the door handle so the guy's stuck in there. <laughs> and that's the sort of devastation that retribution does. So, yeah. So next week they're going to do Knocky Door Ginger. Probably. Okay, they right. might even oh. egg somebody's house. <laughs> we, we call that Knocky Nine Doors. Yeah. I knocky Nine Doors, yeah. yeah. Mm. Take, take Brutus Beefcake, got lots of names. Mm. Uh, Bliss tries to talk some sense into Strowman. No, didn't get a haircut, man. But he refuses to listen to her. She slaps him to get him to wake up, but Strowman press slams her as the lights go out. When they come back on, The Fiend is in the ring with Alexa, but Strowman is nowhere to be seen. So they did two lights out gimmicks for both Retribution and The Fiend. The lights were flickering for Retribution. Yeah, they're different for Retribution. Oh, sorry. Depends if you've got didn't those go- posh switches in your house or not then. <laughs> Great. Any Silence. Other, yeah, any other things on SmackDown to talk about? I don't think so. But yeah, as we as we said on the on the pitches video, which will be out sometime either in the past or the future, from when we're listening to this right now. People were saying it was a double turn on SmackDown, but I'm not convinced it was. Do we want to talk about it again since we did on the pitches video anyway? Or shall we just go leave and, it there? Go and check out the pitches video to see Jack's what Jack's bored pissless. Let's move no, on. No, no, no. I just want to say at this juncture that when I was writing the notes for Raw and SmackDown, I'm getting a bit sick of Brucey e. P. I'm quite looking forward to the Shane McMahon era because Brucey e. P.'s Raw and SmackDown episodes are so, like, piecemeal like there's little bits they're so fragmented and they're just happening all over the place and it's really hard and it takes a long time to write a recap so come on bruce give us give us more simple blocky storylines like we had a couple of years ago man no uh, <laughs> i enjoy the frantic nature of the shows yeah, me too, i didn't enjoy I... sorry raw this week was a bit bad because it had like a million run-ins i'm not here mm. for that sort of thing but i do like things like intertwining you know you don't see something coming and it happens oh, and it makes our jobs harder it's better for the show but it makes our jobs harder i enjoy it because the wrestling's just not as boring and right. i hate boring wrestling which right. you know it has been for the past few years in wwe hmm. on the week-to-week shows that is my my bottom my bottom is going numb i don't know what to do try to shift my position carry on sorry <laughs> how can we without that revelation you just given us <laughs> You need some ass cream. When was that from? South Park. Oh, no, it's not South Park. What am I talking about? Yeah, Chris it was Jarrett, the Dudleys it? doing yeah, it with yeah. vitamin C. Uh, because of that really hot Austin Powers 3 period. It's available on patreon.com forward slash cultaholic this week. Vintage what, Owen. Austin Powers 3? No, no. Owen wiping some ass cream into Jack's bare ass. Coming to Patreon. It's not. It's not on there. <laughs> on Raw. Drew cuts a promo on Orton to open the show, but ooh, 
Retribution are in the production truck, so Ugh. everything goes weird on screen. It was so took me a few seconds to realise uh, that something had gone wrong because it looks the same as it usually does. Uh, there are way too many cuts, random graphics popping up all of the time, and strange camera angles. But this week, it's because of Retribution. Me and Jack had the same punchline. I'm sorry there, pal. <laughs> Backstage, Drew rallies the locker room, but Seth comes in with mock applause, and it's basically the same segment as Biggie and Sheamus on SmackDown. Literally, they both came in going, "Yeah, that is so stupid." Yeah, it was a funny one because Retribution came in, they messed around with the editing truck, and then they sod it off, and then it went back to normal. It was yeah, kind of like, oh, all right, how will we recover? They're rascals, aren't oh, they? Oh, they've, they've gone. All right, cool. And I think this is because if they did damage Kevin Dunn or his editing finger, they would have been the biggest faces on the show. So Kevin Dunn wasn't even there. That. The SHIT house is there in the, in, the, in the news going, oh, look at this lovely Thunderdome we've got. But when the bread and butter comes to it, he's nowhere to be seen. I'm going to sneeze in a second. Oh, whoa. Oh, <coughs> oh God. Oh, I did it in my one. hands. Hang on, let's oh. get some hands on. Get some my hand body trousers off camera. It's all right. No, I need hand sanitized. Uh, Kevin Dunn was unavailable because he was locked in the toilet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. MVP in his stable call out Retribution, implying that it's Ricochet, Cedric, Ali, and Apollo Crews. Apollo comes out to deny this and faces Shelton Benjamin. He wins with a mighty roll-up before a big brawl between MVP and Apollo's groups. The good guys win, but R-Truth is here and runs past Shelton, who decks him to the 24-7 title again. Ah... Then MVP challenges Apollo to a six-man elimination tag later on. Apollo chooses Ricochet and Ali to be his partners. MVP tries to get in Cedric's head about it backstage. <clears throat> in the match itself, Ricochet and Ali are quickly eliminated, leaving Apollo on his own. And I see Jack's point about these recaps. Apollo eliminates Shelton and Cedric runs out from the back to win the 24-7 title from him too. Apollo also eliminates MVP, but finally loses to Bobby Lashley. Shelton wins a 24-7 title back shortly afterwards. Okay, that's all sorted out now. Yeah, that happened. Lots of... Lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Setting up a Cedric heel turn, I reckon. Uh, yeah, it is, but God. Yeah, because he God. used to dream that he had it all. Oh, no way. That is oh, his theme, no. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, used to dream I had it all. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Now, Ooh. I'm worried like he's, now. Like he's cause... about to fall over. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried now because I picked Apollo to win. And now I wish I picked MVP. I think Sunday. yeah, I think Apollo will win, and then Cedric will attack him after the bell, and that will set a payback. Cedric versus Apollo. Okay, that's my prediction. Mm. Angel Garza beats Ivar. 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 Sorry, Ivar. Do that. Great. I've got an anti Eva, you see, so I was end up that hard day. Uh. But backstage, Dawkins proves that Zelina Vega was the one who poisoned Montez Ford. Garza and Andrade seem genuinely shocked, while Vega tries to deny it. Ford is here, and the Street Profits attack Andrade and Garza. Later, Ford beats Andrade in a match. Very surprised that they brought him back to have the match on the Raw before SummerSlam. You'd think they'd have it at SummerSlam, but whatever. What yeah. do I know? Any thoughts? Dunno, yeah. Dunno. How dare she? How evil? Selena Vega needs a better poison man. Yeah. Mm. To recover after two weeks and be doing all the flips. Not strong enough poison in my book, that. You're right, pal. That's just a bad palmo. Yeah. <laughs> One week after a big return, Mickey James loses to Natalia via count out. Oh, and if you didn't so see bad. it, don't worry, no one else did. It was just above the shoulder. 
just like behind Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe having a, a mother's meeting. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Good Forgot times. And then Bailey kindly volunteers to face Asuka first at SummerSlam. The champs then face Asuka and Shayna in a tag match. Nia Jax gets involved, woohoo! But her brawl with Shayna is broken up, and that causes Pat Buck to come out with his nice pink trousers. Shayna eventually gets the win, forcing Bailey to tap. That Mickey James return was an absolute mess. Like she, the last time she was on a televised match was the the kickoff Battle Royal at WrestleMania 35, and that was, was a while ago. Oof. And obviously they hyped it up the week before. You're thinking, whoa, they're going to do something here. This legend that they keep talking about, Mickey James, who's so important to the women's division. It's going to be great to have a leader for the division. And then she gets a job her entrance, and then the, her match is all about Rollins and Joe. <laughs> she might as well have stayed Mickey. at home. Waste of time. <laughs> Raw Underground. Eric beats some guy, but then loses to Ziggler. And it's the real Ziggler this time, not the guy who we thought was Ziggler last week. Uh, Ivar attacks Ziggler as revenge and Riddick Moss and Ruas fight but spills the outside and some guys in the crowd attack them they fight them off and Shane ends the fight and he's all like that was sick <laughs> you know like when Jack sees a YouTuber stealing his bit he's like oh yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> and then Marina Shafir wins a fight but is jumped by Nia Jax Shane challenges her but Nia bails I think very gradually Raw Underground is getting ever so slightly better because they showed more of the fights this time and they showed off the cool stuff that these guys can do, like the, the catch-as-catch-can, the wrestling style, whatever. Even if it is for a very brief second. I think it's, you know, the, if they, they do have the ability to get this over in the long term if they keep at it and start having some of these guys just dominate everybody. But I'm also disappointed that they didn't go with the other plan, which I thought Nia Jax would show up in Raw Underground. And then Shane go, great, she took the bait, now! And then everyone left and shut the doors behind her. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think there, Ross? Yeah, mm. Raw Underground is is just missing one thing, isn't it? That's just a point to everyone killing themselves and each other. Why are they doing it? What's the point, apart from making Shane McMahon a little bit more excited than he already is? If they get that sorted out, I think it's going to be good. I like I just I like everything. I like the aesthetic. I still find it weird how, Le- like, and I said Lesnar there, Ziggler is like Brock Lesnar after Ziggler's been so crap at the, the professional wrestling for so long. I think there's a bit of a disconnect there, even though I do know about his amateur record and all that. You comment us down below. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of positives, just needs a, a point to it. Good times. A weakened Ray and Dominic are in the ring to call out Seth. Rollins appears on the Tron and sees that they're all beaten up and or blinded, so he and Murphy come out to attack. But it's all a ruse. I'd say it's ruse every day. As Dom grabs some hidden kendo sticks and he and his dad batter the baddies. Hooray! I like the funny bit here at Rey Mysterio implying that he will be done soon, which is the same thing he's been saying for the last 10 years. <laughs> As I've realised, not only did he outlast Sin Cara Uno, but Sin Cara Dos and Kalisto. Kalisto's so. still knocking He about. came back on SmackDown last week. He Kalisto. was there, he was on SmackDown. Uh-huh. Kalisto's back! We've been Great. waiting. I can't wait for him to lose to uh, Shorty G. No, wait, but King Corbin. Anyway. HBK cuts a promo because he is furious that Orton attacked Flair last week. Surprise, Orton attacks HBK. He punts him in the head and Drew runs out to chase him away. Drew checks on HBK, so Orton RKO's him as well. Oh dear, Drew, it says here. What yeah. an error. What a tactical error from Drew. Yeah, what a silly yeah. Billy. HBK lays down for nobody. <laughs> yeah. 
Who's your daddy? Dark Thunderdome. It was weird how I hoofed to the head and an R- did he do an RKO as well? I've forgotten completely. He did. He did a really good. Yeah, yeah. RKO, then the punt. It was very yeah. quick. Didn't didn't keep Michaels down for long, did it? He was up and like, oof. oof. He's sure Michaels. I don't care. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Drew McIntyre had one RKO and he was down for the count, wasn't he? That's Sean's wrong. Got to, Sean's got to keep himself strong for that next Saudi Arabia show, brother. <laughs> no, you don't understand. Shawn Michaels was big in the 90s. Oh, sorry, I forgot Therefore, about that. Therefore, his power levels over here. Yeah. So, I don't make the rules. Yeah, I liked Orton and Drew talking on the microphone to begin with a few weeks ago, and it was all, oh, yeah, remember when you, I asked for your help, and you didn't give me it years ago. Oh, well, now I'm on top of this. It's like, oh, cool, that's, that's nice. But now they're bringing in all these granddads into it. Now it's last of the summer wine. You know, I, I don't... Ric Flair, I met you once at a fan festival. You shook me hand. Oh, you're dead now. No, I must avenge you. Shawn Michaels, we've had no interactions whatsoever. Oh, no, you now you're dead. Now I really need to beat you up. Who would Drew's actual hero be? Who's the Nora Batty of WWE? Oh. I've never well, watched last Before of you said that, if he's anything the same age as me and he grew up watching the same wrestling as I did, it'd be Crash Holly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't um, think it's available right now. I f- oh dear! I feel like if uh, if Orton was to just shave Drew in the match, so he was back to his old self, then he'd be crap, and Orton would win because he was rubbish when he had no beard, wasn't he? <laughs> I meant to say yeah. that in the pitches video, but I forgot, so I've just jammed it in there, and it was it went down obviously very well. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic, mate. Fantastic, Stephen. If you want, we'll make like we we'll make like SmackDown and Go overdub on. the audio with a crowd noise. <laughs> But yeah, any other thoughts here on Monday Night Raw? Just lots of stuff all happening, really, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. Unlike AEW Dynamite, <laughs> which didn't happen. Which means we give our full undivided attention to the NXT before take our triple X. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Kagano uh, beats Ridge Holland after almost dying to qualify for the North American title ladder match. This Ooh. was kind of harsh. If you didn't see it, familiar with Rick Steiner's old bit where a guy's running, let me cross body, grabs him and slams him. It's very impressive. Uh, Ridge Holland appeared to, I'm not a wrestler, I'm just going by what I see, jump in the air before grabbing him so he didn't have enough momentum to swing him over. Plonk right in his heed, compacted like an accordion. Gargano was able to finish the match, but apparently they stopped it because NXT's obviously pre-recorded. Check if he's all right. And he goes, yeah, I'm fine. And they carried on and he was able to defeat Rich Holland. Kenny are brutal, but he said on Twitter, I'm all heart, in brackets, near neck. And uh, so far, Rich Holland is 0-2 on NXT after they've hyped him up. It was even funnier because Moro was going, well, we all saw him on NXT UK, how impressive he was. First of all, that's a lie. And the other <laughs> thing is, he beat. he's only had three wins, three matches on NXT UK. So I was like, wow, I remember them. Oof. None of them will take our... And... But the most annoying bit, never mind the neck, never mind the, the whatever. Have you heard who's in, where he's announced from? From Yorkshire. Oh, a region. Oh. Just Yorkshire. Wow. So the Americans can get as specific a GPS location as possible from round the corner of the wrong side of the tracks, you know, whatever, USA land, Amityville, woo. A Brit gets a county. And not even, a, not even a modern-day one, a historic county. Not even which part of Yorkshire, just Yorkshire. Oh, that narrows it down. Thanks, Rich. You're from Yorkshire. Great. Cheers. Uh, everyone is, aren't they, apart from us, seems like. Yeah. Uh. Only three hours' drive from London, though. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts, Jack? Um, I'm just glad he's all right. <laughs> it was so scary. It was a really terrifying one. But um, I will say that if, if Rich Holland is as green as everyone says he is, it's a hard spot to try and get him to do. Like, hmm. it, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so, Thanks maybe. for clarifying. The revelation here is that Jack couldn't do the Rick Steiner thing. Of course I couldn't. Jesus. Do you know which YouTuber could? Stephen Tries. Stephen Tries the, Stephen tries the Rick Steiner special. If we see him do that move... It, in a match, then we'll know for sure he watches. Thing this is, show. we Steven... need we need to start a series now. It's just you know, Jack, Jack tries the Rick Steiner body slam. Jack tries a shoot hurricane Rana. Jack tries all these Jack wrestling tries, moves. Jack tries a Phoenix splash. Oh. Jack tries sketch <laughs> comedy with Max. I'm gonna be worse at all of these things than Stephen is, unfortunately. I think he's also better at football. Maybe. Ugh. Oh no! I know. I Jack, know. Jack tries to dance at Rise. Excuse me. Excuse me. Right. I'm probably better than like half the people in Rise are dancing. Not because I'm good, but just because the quality is like very, very low down. Are you judging the dancing at Rise? Like, Yeah, why I? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not how you headbang to break stuff. Yeah, watch me. You've not tuned your air guitar properly, man. Come on. Yeah, your air guitar's in the F note. <laughs> Dakota Kai beats uh, Jesse oh. Ka- Kamiya. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah, she's maybe. making a cameo appearance. Aye. And cuts a promo on Io Shirai. The champ runs out and attacks. But Raquel Gonzalez takes her out. And I forgot how big she was. Mm. Speaking of big, Pat McAfee and his lads square off with the undisputed error. Pat legitimately seems to think he's going to win. It says here, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> he thinks he's going to be a wrestler? ha. <coughs> Cole easily takes out four security guys and tells Pat he's going to make him his bitch. Okay, time out for a second. 
I think I asked this last time, but now we've had a few more segments. We're no closer to the truth. Who's the good guy in this? Who am uh, I supposed to be cheering for? Pat They're McAfee's a heel. Yeah, it seems like Pat's... He told someone to shut up okay. who shouted in the yeah. crowd. That's fine. What's Adam Cole? Well, he's just a cool. badass. Everything just... we should aspire to be is in men, being a man. We should all want to be a like YouTuber. Adam Cole. Yeah. Adam, Adam Cole... Try, no, what was it? Pat McAfee <laughs> nailed that segment, though. He did. Yeah, I'm, I'm for Pat. He was confident. He was, he was like, why are you so bitter about... I thought you were undefeated for 400 days and all this. Fine. He was bragging about how he was going to knacker him because he kicked them once and he knocked him out. I'm like, got a point there, Pat. Pat's going to win. Pat's Pat's do, win. Pat can do all of the flips. All of them. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah, and he, and, he's, a, and he's, just, he's in an evolution of the next stage of humanity or something, whatever he said. He's a better human than Adam Cole. The next oh, stage he's a, up. He's a big guy. He's bigger. What, yeah. are the, what are the seven things he's a millionaire in? American football? Podcasting? Uh, pod- podcasting. Dopey, bashful. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, he's a doctor now. What what could it be? I guess TV like punditry. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I got it. I, I was looking on the cultaholic Twitter, Twitter by the way. I was looking on the cultaholic Twitter the other day, and someone was explaining to us who Pat McAfee was, and the comparison made was the Pat McAfee to NFL is what Robbie Savage is to professional football <laughs> here in the UK. <laughs> I, I was I, like, you're trying to sell me Pat McAfee, and you're calling him Robbie Savage. <laughs> I see him more as like a Jimmy Bullard figure. Uh, like a bit more of a jokester. Was he? I thought he was meant to be like proper big time kicker, wasn't he? But not for very he long was, or something. He was, a, he was a punter and a really good one, but uh, he's more known for. He's like one of those players who's really thrived afterwards because he's actually got a personality. Ah. So yeah, it's quite funny. Mm. So he's nice. not Robbie Savage then. No. Oh. He's been all right, hasn't he? He keeps on showing up on stuff. Robbie Savage can't string a sentence. I don't understand. He's not a natural talker. I don't know how he gets all these jobs. I've just fired needless shots there at Robbie Savage. I love it, mate. No, I, just... no, I don't want to... Did you see Robbie Savage doing this week in wrestling last week? Good. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, Didn't know uh... it was smacked down from the back end of his ass. I think the thumbnail for this week's episode just be Jack with one of those old school Tommy guns you see in gangster films. He's shooting on everybody. Anyway, so uh, Pat McAfee, also known as the Phil Tufnell of uh, NFL, came that's out a very That's the compar- That's the one. That's what there he is. Tough as tough as. Right. He came out and Adam Cole... I, okay, Pat McAfee says some silly stuff. And he's like... But he's like... He's playing a bit over the top. Like, yeah, whatever. I'm better than you. I can kick. I'm worth money. Meh. And then Adam Cole, to get him over, four indie guys, including Colby Carino, Steve Carino's kid, hey, showed up. And Adam Cole took them all out with the super kicks. What happened to the other... Like the crap ninja film that this segment was. It was class. And then he goes at the Pat McAfee and goes, men. I'm going to make you my bitch. And I was howling. I'm like, Adam Cole's good at some things, but suddenly being, you know, Killer Cross is not one of them. Matthew. Oh, just you wait till I give you a super kick, Pat McAfee. Matthew, when, when, the, when, the, when the lads in NXT, when the lads who are like five, seven or under start kicking ass, you're always the one who's like... What the hell, Gargano, Cole? What's your problem here? No, no, it's not, that the, it's not that the talk. I'm not, I'm not Vinnie Mac. My God, oh. God let me. Yeah. No, I'm saying their attitudes, <clears throat> their personalities. Undisputed era. I walk around like we cheat, yay. We're white, yay. All right, great. And then suddenly they have to what? sometimes click their fingers, and suddenly they're Billy Big Bollocks. And I'm Cole. I don't look at him the way he's the way he acts, the way he super kicks and does flips and stuff like that, and is all about the match ratings. Is not like a oh, he's vicious. 
It's a complete contrast. Yeah, he's is what not, I'm saying. He's it's not, nothing to do with his size. I'm not, like, I know he's not. I'm not a size queen. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's not Dick Slater. Is what you see. He's not like. Yeah, yeah. Hard. There we go. Like yeah, in the right, ring, yeah. he's one of the young bucks. He gets on the mic and suddenly, yeah, dirty Dick Slater. But would you not be? Come here, you. If in in character though, I get it because Adam Cole is very confident, often to the point of delusion. So if he's been put up against right. a non-wrestler, obviously he's, he's defending gonna be, wrestling. He's going to be That's super cocky. Yeah. Oh, he's the defense against. All right, cool. I'm, I'm an NFL dude then. Yeah. I guess. He keeps he keeps saying. Go, OJ Simpson. He keeps saying that Big Pat's not welcome in this world and all that. He's going to send him back to where he came from and this, that, and the other. He's definitely so a racist. The- <laughs> what? Against, against American <laughs> football players. This exactly. is very, that's very similar. There was a very uncomfortable angle in TNA where R Truth was feuding with some NASCAR drivers. And, and the Brian NASCAR Christopher, dr- yeah. The NASCAR drivers and, and Christopher were like, you dress weird, you wear a do rag, get back to where you belong. And I was like, what the hell? It was so. Obviously racist, but they were the good guys. It, mm. TNA in the early 2000s, man. Okay, it was so, so Jack bad. Jack shooting on Impact Wrestling in 2002. I for being racist. Ugh. Jack shoots on racism, bloody hell. <laughs> no one's safe. Racist, uh, so, racist. yeah, that's that interesting match that we're building up to where one dick takes on a big dick. Mm. Hard to beat that. Uh, Le- Legado del Fantasma. Are you not looking match. forward to it, Matthew? No, I am. It's, but again, the, the, the story, I'm one of these really boring gets where a story I can get behind. It doesn't matter the quality of the match anymore. I'm, whatever, every, every match is this and that. It's about the story. Am I invested in any of it? What happens if Pat wins? Is the Pat World Order going to take our NXT? No, I don't know. What happens if Adam Cole wins? Wrestling's defended I guess we'll by find a out. bunch of doylums. Well, we'll find out what it, happens. <laughs> like, what, why would I care about this? We'll anyway. find, we're going to find out. It's going to be... It's gonna be Oh, the journey is going to be worth it. I bet I guess you. it is a feud that you needed the, the backstory for, isn't it? Because Pat and Adam have been going out on these live streams forever, haven't they? So maybe that's, maybe oh. that's just the disconnect there, that you haven't been watching these WWE right. live streams, watching the Cultaholic ones instead, obviously, Matthew, haven't you? Ex- of course I have. You know what? Well, no, not the ones with Pachiti in, because he's finally stopped, so he can stop eating all those bloody lollies. And uh, not like me, who just ate a lolly on a bit. Oh, Christ. Well, anyway, nice, moving it nice, on. It was nice cream. It was nice cream. It's kind of it's falling out of the packet anyway. It's rubbish. So you're right. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in the match. But yeah, there's just not a lot not a lot of likability. But that seems to be a common theme in NXT as Velveteen Dream beats Finn Balor. Uh, it says, oh God, just give Balor the win. Save us from having this conversation. Oh, what conversation would that be, Jack? Anyway, all the qualified ladder match lads run out and jump each other until Bronson Reed stands tall with the belt to close the show, so he's not winning. It's nice to see Bronson Reed get some attention, though, because he's uh, his style is different to the majority of the rest of NXT right now. Yeah, I, I, I watched I him when he was in WXW, and he was a nice lad. I wouldn't mind if he won, but Tom Campbell made a very good point, actually, saying that uh, I was like, I, like want Bron- I want Bronson Reed to win, and Tom was like, he's more of a baby-faced... He's more of a chasing guy. He's going to be better when he chases the belt. So Tom reckons Cameron Grimes. Ooh. I think Cameron Grimes is going to win. Take enough. it to the moon. Cam Grimes. <laughs> hmm. You know what? That's a good. That's such a good idea. And it's Tom and Dor. I think I'll focus on that. And Cameron also Grimes. Ross's voice. <coughs> I'm Cameron Grimes. Cam Grimes. Be, he used to be Trevor Lee, didn't he? <laughs> He, did, he yeah. used to be Travely a long time ago. Yes, I had a very awkward exchange with him once where I didn't know what to say. So oh. I was just like, I've talked comfortably with like wrestlers that I know far more about, and I'm, I should be more starstruck by. But it was Cameron Grimes that I had the most awkward one with. I was like, "Oh, are you in, are you in the Battle of LA this year?" And he was like, 
yes, I am. And I was like, I was like, oh, what have I done there? I had one of those with Doug Williams. It was terrible. Doug was sat on a wall and I walked by and I sort of like turned around and went, you all right? Yep, fine, yeah. And you know when people like look like they're going to start speaking again, but you've started to walk off. And I turned around and he just, his head went back into his phone and I was like, well, I've turned around now and he's looked at me again. So I was like, are you looking forward to your match tomorrow, Doug? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you when he had that match at Wrestling Media Con against whoever it was? I can't remember who it was against. Uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, can't wait. And I was like, oh, God. Kill me now. I love you guys. This is your idea of embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Like, just being a fan. You have a good match tonight? Yeah, sure. Well, you know well, the disdain wrestlers yeah, for yeah. actual fans, yeah, you know? Yeah, you, had a, you couldn't act like... Honestly, it was so bizarre working in a job. <laughs> they're like, for fans. Oh, they do. Guess what, lads? You've been on YouTube for five minutes. We're going to book Bret Hart and Kurt Angle, and you're just going to be walking around backstage with Bret Hart and Kurt Angle. But don't be impressed, otherwise we'll all laugh at you. I'm like, what the hell? It was so mental. Yeah, it was you couldn't have like time. a fan around them, no. otherwise they look down on you. You're, you're yeah. a lesser person if you're a fan in the eyes of a wrestler, I've found. Get back that on might that. Not be the I'll case make you guys, for I'll make <laughs> no. you guys feel better. Uh, one time after a WCPW show, um, went to the pub all together, and some of the wrestlers were there. But I, had, I, had, I don't know why I was getting this drunk, but it was a Monday. Bloody hell, Matthew. Was, anyway. bloody, was bloody Moose there? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, this was a different time. And uh, yeah, Joe Henry walked past. And I didn't even know where this thought came from. But without thinking, I went, Joe Henry. Oh, yeah. And he went, hey, right, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated your feud with Lionheart. <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't have said, oh, nice match tonight, mate. Not all the, the amazing things he's done, the promos, the wrestling, the packages, and everything else I like about him. He's a very likable guy, very good at what he does. Just the one thing I disliked about him leapt out of my mouth and into his ears. Anyway, oh, sorry about that. And I went, no, what, what, sorry, mate. I'm, I'm, yeah, whatever. Like, what, what, I don't oh know where that came God. from. I'm really sorry. One time I told Kushida that he had a good match and Pachidi still mocks me to it for this day. Because I went, oh, well done, Kushida. And he was like, Jack the Jobber wishing Kushida a good match. See, you guys are overthinking this. Oh, no, I said have a good match to a wrestler. I I bet he still thinks about it. No, I was like, well done, Kushida, mate. And Kushida was like, oh, cheer. He didn't say cheers. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Tom, mate. Yeah, I yeah, need yeah. bother, pal. <laughs> another day at work for Al Kushida. Yeah. <laughs> another day, another dollar. <laughs> another day, another yen for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you God. have any uh, embarrassing stories of wrestlers, that send would be a good segue. In. Yeah, please, please <laughs> yeah. send them in. They feel these guys make these guys feel better because these are not embarrassing stories. I told the wrestler he was good once. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, from one train wreck to another, the mailbag. And here we go. Question number one. Lo- what? Low pay con hello, called the daddies. I swear if I showed somebody who didn't watch the show some of these, they'd be like, what, is that a code? Yeah. <laughs> Simple question for you all. Uh-oh. What are your favourite stories of the legit tough wrestlers from backstage. Oh, okay. I have a few favourites, like Arn Anderson feeling like a helpless baby in Ron Simmons' hands. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that one. Uh, or how about Rick Rude scaring the hell out of Hulk Hogan, the point Hogan rarely worked with them. I don't think I've heard that one either. Oh, okay, this is a good one. Or my personal favourite, Meng, no-selling police pepper spray. Heard that one. I would love to hear your thoughts and insight Thanks for all you do for us, Cult of Kiddos. Regards, 
Kyle from Milwaukee. Thank you very much, Kyle, for the great Thank question. You, Kyle. Have ah, you heard Milwaukee. any of those stories, the first two? No. No. New to me, yeah. Wow. To Google them then. Thanks, pal. There's some hmm. reading. But there must be some backstage stories that you would have heard of. I've got about a million. So, Jack, what's yours? I really liked how, was it Hunico? One of the Sinkaras was just really hard. He was just undefeated yeah. backstage. He threw a can of Coke at Simon Grimm. <laughs> uh, Simon Gotch, even. Yeah. And and had fights with others and just never lost. He was just a very scary dude, apparently. So I'm going to go for Hunico. That's a good one. Have you got one, Ross? I'll go for uh, Jack and I have done a tier list for every single SummerSlam ever, which I believe is coming out on Sunday. And during that, we talked about the end of SummerSlam 2016. And he's not recognised widely as a tough guy in wrestling, I don't think, but Jericho was squaring up to Lesnar when he thought that finish was real. Mm. <laughs> and apparently Vince and Triple H having to hold him back from Brock Lesnar because he thought Brock Lesnar splitting open Randy Orton's head with his elbow was real. <laughs> I don't, Jericho's got to be a tough guy in wrestling, hasn't he? Surely. Taking down ask, Goldberg, ask Goldberg and Lesnar. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. So there you go. I guess that counts. That, that one last in the parking lot, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That video's on YouTube still, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, Jericho in his book said that it was great that it was recorded because it kind of gave him an out when you know, that person pressed charges. Uh, because he said apparently the McMahons, contrary to what uh, a lot of really big companies are like, where someone does a lawsuit and they go, oh, we'll just settle it. It's not worth it. He's like, oh, no, no, no. You come for us. We're going to fight it. And that yeah. one, they fought and obviously said, there's a video there. That's proof. And obviously Jericho didn't get charged. But that's a good one. And I also like the fact that didn't he, he asked someone backstage, if you get which backstage dude it was, Jericho asked them, is this real? Is this planned? And they like the line that Jericho went, no, it's not planned. Lesnar's shooting. Yeah, <laughs> Completely well, egged him on. So that's why Jericho's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I forget who that was. I hope it was didn't, Brucey P. I was reading as well because Mike Kyoto didn't know it was going to happen because they wanted Mike Kyoto's reaction to really? be as authentic oh, as possible. That. So, yeah, Kyoto was the ref for that match and he had no idea it was coming. <laughs> Ooh, That's Ross, a bit you're weird, a bit, though, the referee. You're a bit loud. I don't know if it's just me, but you're a bit loud again. I'm a bit loud again. I'll move I don't back. know if it was just me. There you go. I'll give it two Roman Rangers. Hey. The old Dakota Kai. That's hers, wasn't it? Back yeah. in the day before she turned heel. <laughs> the, the touch of death. Uh, the Sting... And Dick Slater, because it got mentioned before. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Sting gave Dark Journey, who was Dick Slater's lass, a lift, or she'd been hanging out with them. And it wasn't necessarily things that happened between them, but it was the fact that he didn't say, oh, by the way. So he showed up, and he's like, oh, okay, right? So the story is, I think Tracy Smothers said this in an interview. Sting was in uh, backstage doing his makeup. Dick Slater comes in, and Sting's like, oh, here we go. And Dick pounds, uh, you know, lots of pounding Dick and Dick. Pounds. Yeah, you know. And <laughs> Sting takes it. I think at one point, the, the story is that he shoved his head in the toilet and gave him a swirly or whatever. Sting doesn't fight back at all. Dick vents, as Dicks tend to do, and walked away. And then Sting just went back to put his makeup on. You know, it's um, like, yeah, I had it coming. So, Sting didn't do one, anything, Sting do anything wrong. I think it was, it, whatever, you know, the bro code and everything. But the other one was Coco Beware and Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. For some reason, Kurt Henning was messing around with people. And he was messing with Coco Beware. And Coco was like, oh, Kurt Henning? Like, Mr. Super Athlete, Mr. This. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do nothing to him. And then Kurt just jumped him. Don't know why. Maybe he's just wanting to fight or whatever. And Coco was able to, like, get on top and just start pounding away. 
And the urban myth is that Coco Beware was so surprised. He went, I'm winning. I'm winning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it'd be great to have a fight with Kurt Henning, would he? Because you punch him, you like do a flip and land the other side of the room. There's loads of them and they're all cool. The... Simon Gotch's one about having the fight with Hunico was weird because he's like, apparently Simon Gotch like, he was completely unaware that it was he was really annoying him to the point of he was actually going to hurt him. He thought he was just kidding. So, anyway, should we do an entire podcast of just these backstage stories? So we'll move on. Question number two. Shappening gang. I think I've read that Sappen, right. Sappening? Sappening. Yeah, happening starts with an H, so sappening. Sappening. Okay, what's happening? Yeah. Sappening. What's happening, Matthew? What's happening, gang? What is this happening, weekend, Matthew? What's happening, team? Happening this weekend, Stephen? I'll be running a half marathon, then cycling a marathon for charity, and I'll have the podcast in my ears. So hoping this reaches you well. Well, mate, if you're still listening to this podcast and you're still going, come on, lad, come on. Awe, you still do it. Go on, pedal. Push pedal harder. To the limit. Yeah, yeah. Walk along a razor's <laughs> edge. Don't look now. <laughs> You're gonna... I was going to say, what you say to someone cycling? He's using this as motivation because the quicker he finishes the marathon, the quicker he can turn the podcast off. <laughs> it's wonderful motivation. <laughs> I was discussing with a mate wrestling matches that are very well known that you don't care for. I went for Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels in that Iron Man match. That's my vote as well as I already know how it ends, and I'm not watching an hour-long Ironman match that is nil-nil before the sudden death. So my question is, are there any classic wrestling matches that you don't care for, but are held in high regard? And which wrestling match would you love to watch again without knowing the ending slash winner? Love the content. You've certainly kept us all going through this tough time. Paul from Dundee. Well, first of all, Paul, thank you very much for the message, and best of luck doing a half-marathon, then a full-marathon cycling. Tell of a charity. I don't know which one it is, but I hope, you know, they deserve it, the money after that. And thank you for the great question. I also don't like Brett versus Sean, but I think I've said that loads of times before in the past. So, Ross, is there any that you can think of the top of your I've head? I've been caught completely off guard here, Matthew, so I'm doing a quick Google. Come back That's to me. That's fine. How about you, Jack? <laughs> yes, I've got one. Oh, I think of one. Uh, you're, I know you're going to disagree, Matthew, because I've heard you talk about how you oh, enjoy this match. Uh, it's Triple H and Rock's Iron Man match from Judgment Day 2000. Oh. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. You were right. I disagree already. But yeah. why is it, Jack? It's long. I've not rewatched it for a while, to be fair. It's an hour, isn't it? It's an hour long Iron Man match. It's an hour long Iron Man match. Half That's hour, right, it's a half hour. No, it's definitely it's one an hour. hour. And um, I don't like the ending with Taker coming back, accidentally costing the rock, even though it's he's attacking Triple H. And nah, I just. Ugh. Uh. Ugh. See, the reason why I prefer that to Brett versus Sean is they treat it like it's an Iron Man match. So that's why it's the. It, you know, I guess it's very hard to do the stuff with yeah, Iron Man. It's only so true. much stuff you can do, but they do everything they can, like Triple H hitting the Rock with a chair, get himself a point, well, a pinfall, whatever. Um, and people go, "Why would you do that?" And then him quickly putting the Rock in a sleeper hold, getting another pin because of that, and then hitting a pedigree and getting another pin. Yeah. So like, ah, cerebral assassin means he thinks better. <laughs> and so that's why I like that match. Uh, whereas Sean and Brett, oh, I can't think any of us at the top of my head, it's they're not really gelling. There's no story. Well, there is a story. The story is that Brett is working Sean. He's not selling. Sean works Brett. He's not selling. But Sean Michaels has taken flips and cool bumps, and it's just uh, two guys having a match for an hour. 
and that's it. Uh, they have way better matches and way better shows than that. And I'll say Gargano Cole, these last few ones they've had, but I don't want to beat that into a dead horse. Beat that into a dead horse. There we go. Mix the metaphors. That's the Go same. on, Ross. Save me. Uh, I'll go for uh, One Night Stand, uh, RVD and Cena. Oh, that's interesting. Not a fan of Heyman being the one to count the fall. Not a fan of that at all. Am I allowed to not be oh. a fan of that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Personally, yeah. I don't like it. It's just because it's, you know, I know Heyman runs the show and whatever, and I guess he can overrule the official, official for the match, if, if you want to put it that way. But yeah, felt a bit hokey to me, that. Bit hokey. Bit hokey-cokey. Fair enough. I get Any what ma- you're saying. I mean, it segues into ECW on Sci-Fi, the relaunch where Paul Heyman was the GM and now he's the WWE and ECW champion. But I get what you're saying as a... Yeah, fair enough. The other Thank you. Part, the other part of the question as well was matches that you want to watch that you don't oh, know yeah, the ending okay. to. So I'll go for Rock Austin 2, obviously. Great one. It's a good one, yeah. Oh. Daniel Bryan... Uh, Kofi Kingston. Mm, that was a good watch. That was a good time. Lesnar Undertaker. WrestleMania oh, 30. Oh, good shout. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Just to go yeah. through that trauma again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Almost wandered into thinking about wrestling matches then. Question number three. Hi, Diddley Ho, Colterinos. I tell you, some of these are harder to read than the names. <laughs> uh, I hope this email finds you well on this Thursday. I mean, Friday morning. Hey. Mm. Wrestling's evolution of characters has changed so dramatically over the years, with larger-than-life figures like Hogan and Savage, to Piper, to Stone Cold Steve Austin, Cena Punk, and even the timeless Chris Jericho. One of the new hot expressions in wrestling is Orange Cassidy. He doesn't care, but obviously cares enough to have a job. It's a far cry from Kevin Owens, The Miz, or CM Punk. My question to you lads is, how do you think with a change in how WWE presents characters that will never be marquee level, like Cena anymore, and AEW removing heel-face dynamics for the most part. Will character personalities continue to grow and develop? Or will everyone just end up as a bunch of cool guy tweeners that everyone loves but are all nondescript badasses? We all know NWO DX kill true heels for the most part. You can't sell merch if no one likes you. The books are loved by acting wrestlers' heels more times than not. Yeah. Everyone wants to be loved, but being hated seems to have fallen either into loving the hate or go away heat for boring Corbin a la 2018. Sorry, it's a typo there, mate. Uh, 2020 as well. Uh, I hope that made some sense to you as my run-on sentences are just a brain dump of thoughts. Well, you and me both got a lot in common. (laughs) Also, I want to thank you all for your hard work over all the years you guys have been doing this. I got back into wrestling full swing due to name-redacted videos. My buddy and I would watch them every week on Friday, as was tradition. Ross's videos specifically then and now were the thing that we kept together to watch. Matthew's videos kept us both sane and laughing during some rough periods in time for both of us. It helped us bond even more over 20 years of friendship. Unfortunately, I will never be able to watch them with him any longer as he passed away in his sleep last Friday. Oh. Just know that over all these years, your work has touched and affected so many lives you will never know about. If you have any doubts about what you are doing, realise the people you help are countless. I don't know if you lads are only professionally acquainted or have personal friendships between everyone, but never forget to tell your friends you love them, as you never know when the last time you'll talk to them will be. Your friend across the pond, Dave from Cleveland. Oh, that's really sad. But a very lovely message as well. Yes, Dave, thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart for the message. You are indeed right. Uh, I tell my friends whenever I get the chance to that I appreciate the hell out of them and tell them, you know, 
ones I, I care about the most that I care about them the most and their work is uh, loved in that because you're right it's a sad part of this world is the fact that yeah well, we've all got to go sometime it sucks there's nothing we can do about it sometimes I can dwell on this and it keeps you up at night and sometimes it motivates me to make the most of what the time I do have so yeah thank you for having the great opinion there Dave I'm very happy that uh, all of us are called a holic and all the other places we're able to help you and your friend have some uh, some stupid laughs Absolutely. And some good times together while you have well the chance said. to. I think that should be focused on. Mm. Seems a bit redundant going back to crappy wrestling after that, but I uh, appreciate <laughs> the thought there, Dave, sincerely. So, the um, so yes, the question yeah. is, yeah, the characters, and it, it is a good point he brings up, and it's what a lot of people who I speak to online, whose thoughts I care about, don't seem to like about AEW specifically. The, there's the elite, obviously, and they're held in high regard, but they are all, at heart, dicks. <laughs> uh, the young books come out and say we are the best tag team we revolutionize wrestling blah 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 and you're like are we supposed to be cheering that mm. um okay uh cody is exactly the same in wrestling as he's on twitter so uh-huh. and kenny omega seems to think he is god's gift and whatever so it is weird it's it's catering to that audience but it's not that larger-than-life character anymore, is it? It's not The Rock, Austin, or the mainstream people. So, yeah. What was the question? <laughs> it was will, it was will like, was proper heels grow and or faces or die stand up. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that in wrestling, always the thing that everyone can always come back to is storytelling, and always the most effective stories are the ones where there's proper heels and faces, yeah. I think. In wrestling, at least, anyway. And I think a good example is MJF, because he's not trying to be likable and cool, and everyone hates him, and he's brilliant. So I think there'll always be a place for, like, a bona fide good guy or bad guy, even if everything's become a bit skewed by coolness and the internet and everything like that. I said coolness so like Ross there. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm ripping off your thing. Coolness. Oh, you're steal, steal from yeah, the it sounded a, bit like, <laughs> sounded a bit like how you would have delivered in a thing. Wow. Sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be just because we've grown up on and watched wrestling being presented one way by one company, well, two companies, WCW and that, um, but wrestling by and large presented one way for so long. It's going to be a hard thing to adjust to because we're co- sort of conditioned, aren't we, to looking for the heel turn, then they're going off in one direction, or the face turn, and they're going off in a different direction. But I, I, it's just going to be interesting to see, isn't it? Because Cody's completely disregarded that and said it's all shit did he, did he say shades what was the quote he said not too long ago that heels and faces aren't a thing in AEW specifically obviously M- mjf and people out there are uh an attention to the rule but it's just gonna be interesting isn't it because it, it you're gonna have to watch every single week just in case you miss something mm. to sort of like garner reaction to whoever does something it's gonna be a weird evolution to live through i think very true it certainly is with wwe i think they're still keeping to those big characters like drew mcintyre being treated like a Huge step above everyone else in 2020. But apart from that, who else is there? Apart from like Orton and maybe Lesnar. I'm not sure if he's dead or not. Um, Corbin, but he said I mean, Corbin Le- in the Le- email. And- yeah. Lesnar's been a tweener for however long. He's not been overtly heel, has he? He's just there being a mercenary. Dick, some people yeah. like him, some people don't like that. Goldberg's a proper heel because we all hate him. <laughs> he's not, he's a superhero. To the kids, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Well, yeah. thanks for that. Was a really nice message. It's though. a good discussion topic, though. Yeah, you're right. The the, the way characters are presented because oh, I think a lot of people have a lot of opinions topic. about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just, meant, I just meant the overall. Though. I just meant the, the overall sentiment of the message was really nice as well. Though. And again, course, yes, thank yeah. you, Dave from Cleveland. Uh, question number four. Well, I'm back. Drums and pause, and better than ever. Better than ever. I'm glad that I read the direction. <laughs> I'm gassed. You use my question. Holy poop! Can't believe it. You guys oh. had some questions, so here's some extra info. It's the it's the guy with the friend whose ex girlfriend. Macho he man to and with. Hogan from yeah. last week. It's an update. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I've read I this my one already. About this. I oh, did you? about this because uh, she happened to ring me up. I'm like, how are you doing? Ah, and she watches the podcast. Hello, mum. She watches the podcast because, you know, she's nice like that. And I, I asked her, what did you think? And she went, son, I'm not, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> wise. Very, Very wise. sensible. Very good. Okay, so hopefully there's a recap here, but I'm glad you You guys had some questions, so here's some extra info just in case you're interested. Now, this is a moral question. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I didn't know the original girl that well when they were dating and I got in contact with her because a friend of mine had an issue with his puppy, not the Jerry Lawler kind, it says her, and Miss Elizabeth studies to be a veterinarian. So I asked her and we kind of kept talking. So I wasn't being a creep waiting for the relationship to end. Genuinely never saw her in real life, but we knew of each other's existence through his mate. Macho man never... <laughs> Never brought her a night out because he's a bit weird like that. Ooh. Doesn't want to mix friend groups and stuff. They were dating for quite some time though, like almost two years or something. I don't consider Macho Man my mate. I thought he did act like a dick towards her because I she's don't. a very he nice does, girl. He doesn't consider Macho Man his mate, sorry. I do consider Macho Man my mate. Well, that's a big detail to get wrong. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know if that. <laughs> I think because I'm trying to slowly scroll at a steady pace that I'm actually... <laughs> Jesus, Matthew. It's I do consider Macho Man my mate. I thought he did act like a dick towards her because she's a very nice girl who didn't deserve that. My attraction towards her has nothing to do with her being his ex. That would be very, very sick. To answer the ultimate warrior banter, I do have some mates who paint their face, by the way. Oh, yeah, my yeah. city is very known for carnival. So I've got like 12 who do that on a yearly basis. Right. No small Canadian mates, but I'll work on it. All right, right so yeah, he's, he's, okay. from, he's from Rio or New Orleans, so we can, uh, we can find him. We can narrow this down. Or Notting Hill. Update <laughs> on the situation right now. I've been on a few dates with a girl in the meantime, and we're together now. So... <laughs> I, still, wait, wait, wait. I still have to talk to my mate about the situation, but due to COVID restriction... That'll have to wait until after August at least. Oh, I. Oh, you can't just ring him up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or if he watches this podcast, bloody hell. Now. What if it's what if it's DVT? Uh, let's not really be make Stevie it. T. Let's make it the big, big, big question this time. I'll be a recurring character by 2021. Never did coke, by the way. <laughs> did we ask, did we ask him that? Yeah, well, that's a reference to. Must be the Hogan, Hogan, Hogan and Hogan and yeah, Macho yeah, yeah. in the eighties, yeah. Kind regards, and thanks again for answering my question. Was really struggling there for a while. Uh, Jossie, there's no dick joke here. Now, well, thank you very much for, for you know, filling us in more on the story and updating us. But we didn't really give you any advice. <laughs> I feel like... I think perspective know, is what he was looking for. Fair enough. Well, I can't, I can't blame him then. 
It sounds like to me, no matter what we say, he's going for it anyway. <laughs> and all the best to you, pal. He, he wanted best us to. Luck. He wanted us to be like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. he wanted was validation. <laughs> he didn't quite get it, so he's going through anyway. All the best fair to you. Fair play. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it'll. Oh, that's. It sounds fair enough, though, on balance from all the extra info. It does seem. It seems fair to me. Hmm. Hmm. You're right. It can be very odd these situations. What's the right decision? What's the wrong decision? I don't know, and neither does my mum. But best of luck to you. But we need I'd to know what to your other mom's... people's thoughts, though. What? What your mum's take is next week, by the way. I'll be waiting for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if she's heard that? She's going to go, nah, Matthew, can you stop bringing me up, please? <laughs> but yeah. And if you have any thoughts on wrestling, life, or Joe say there's no dick jokes here, moral dilemma, please, please, please send them to mailbagalcoholic.com. Whenever you feel like it. Mm. Now it's time for the segment So Good. Somebody much more successful ripped it off. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> it's Reese's Pieces. Oh. Gotta get them pieces. So we're still in their jingle. Yeah, well, let's go back to Dave's raves next week. I feel bad for even suggesting that he might have stolen it deliberately now. Oh, <laughs> God, what a fool. What a fool. Hi, guys. With the biggest party of the summer this weekend, I thought we should have a SummerSlam edition for Reese's Pieces. Please pick your favourite main events in these head-to-heads from the 2000s and 2010s. Whoa. Oof. So if it's the first Whoa. time seeing Reese's Pieces on this YouTube channel, uh, we'll say a match and we'll go Ross, Jack, me... Fastest thought first. So here we go. SummerSlam 2000, Rock versus Kurt Angle versus Triple H, or SummerSlam 2018, Lesnar, Strowman, Joe Reigns? Second one. Yeah, that was, seven, one. That was 17, that wasn't it? The four yeah, way. it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. We've just done a tier list. I'm just reading them. I'm sorry. And the, Joe, what, the Joe one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the four way, easily. One of my favourite matches. SummerSlam 2001, The Rock versus Booker T versus SummerSlam 2012, Triple H versus Lesnar. The second one, just for the aftermath. Uh, yeah, right. Fantastic. <laughs> the first one, because the aftermath of the second one was stupid. The second one. I don't think they helped either of the people involved in the matches, to be honest with you, but Triple H having na 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 nas, which was supposed to be the sympathetic response, was awesome. Uh, 02, Rock versus Lesnar on 2019, Lesnar versus Rollins. 02. Mm-hmm. Yeah, O2. O2 was so well done. Is this bad? I don't remember anything about Rollins versus Lesnar. Rollins promised us he'd win and then he <laughs> did. Oh, it's one where he probably beat. Yeah, that, thank you. Yep. Right. Uh, 03 Elimination Chamber or 2010 WWE versus Nexus? Oh. <laughs> Chamber. 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 Hated that match. Orton versus Benoit from 04. Or 07, Orton versus Cena? Uh, Orton, Cena. Oh, unfortunately, Orton, Benoit. Uh, 07, I think, is their best singles match. I'm watching it years like. 05, HBK versus Hulk Hogan. Or 316, Lesnar versus Orton. First one. (laughs) First one all day. Yeah, not even a contest. 06, Edge versus Cena. Or 2015, Lesnar versus Undertaker. Oh, 2015. 
<laughs> that laugh he does, fantastic. Wait, which was the second one, sorry? Lesnar versus Undertaker. Yeah, probably that one, even though I didn't like the finish very much. Yeah, I like that laugh. 08, Edge versus Taker, Hell in the Cell. Or oh, 2014, Lesnar versus Cena. Oh, Lesnar, Cena. Lesnar, Cena. Even though the, the Hell in the Cell is really good, though. It is, but Lesnar versus Cena was a happening. 09, Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk, TLC. Versus 2018, Lesnar vs. Roman. 2009. Yeah, the, the Punk and Jeff one. Absolutely. Uh, 2011, CM Punk versus Cena with the Del Rio cash-in. Oh, yeah. Or SummerSlam 2013, Daniel Bryan versus John Cena, Orton cash-in. Orton cash-in. Yeah, the Bryan one. Yeah. Oh, he had a thought. He had a think, though. He had a little think. I can't think. Was the Punk versus Cena match any good at SummerSlam? I think it was all right. The, the it wasn't. It wasn't as good as the Money in the Bank one the months before, like so. It had a lot to live up to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just want to say quickly, big fan of the show. Hope all three of you are staying safe and healthy in these hard times. Yeah. Uh, regards, Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. Yes. <laughs> Look at his surname. I'm like, do I go for it? Go on. Go on. Go on. Carusitis. Carusitis. Guess. Can you hold it up to the. K R O U S S O R A T I S. Cruzotis. Yeah, maybe. You're right, yeah. Cruzoratis. <laughs> Nathan. So the correct Bloody way nice to pronounce eye. it is to hear how I say it and do the complete opposite. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> I really appreciate your message and your surname. And if you have any Reese's pieces, please, please, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. I'm sorry. English is my first language. It's Cultaholics! The question. Wow. What a great podcast. Mm. It's so mm-hmm. good. Mm. Someone will steal something from it. That's how you know a good podcast. But before the entire thing is stolen, the big question this week, the big, big, big question, what will be the best match at this weekend's SummerSlam? And should we have a little rundown of the card? Yeah. Go on then, Matthew. Okay, well, I had it in front of me, but I closed the window. So as the noise of Matthew typing emanates from the microphone, we have Mandy Rose versus Sonia Deville. Hair versus hair. That'll be good. I think I get this right by listening to your notes. Bailey will take on Asuka first, the SmackDown Women's title, and then... Sasha Banks will defend the Raw Women's title against Asuka later on. Was that not, was that the other way around on Raw? The other way around. There we go. I think it was on revealed oh, on thought, Raw. Oh, uh, I thought uh, card subject was to change. Go first. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Braun Strowman versus the Fiend in a not singles match for the Universal one. title. Not that one. Dominic Mysterio, the Big Dom, will take on Seth Rollins in a street fight. Apollo Cruz takes on MVP for the United States title with Lashley and Benjamin banned from ringside. Oh, he's in the... Oh, MVP's in mm. trouble. Uh, the Street Profits will take on Andrade and Angel Garza for a tag team match. Raw tag team titles, obviously. And Drew McIntyre will defend the WWE Championship against Randy Orton in a no-stipulations match. Yeah, what to think about there. <sighs> so, the best match. Ooh. Now, we've all previously said how much we're looking forward to Seth versus Dom. Mm. But is that going to be the best match, though? It's. I think it'll still be all right. It'll still be pretty good, because I think that the street fight step will help Dom. 
you know, it'll hide his weaknesses and make him look cool. I think that's what you want. But I think yeah. the best match is possibly going to be Sasha Asuka, especially if it comes second and we get all the shenanigans from Bailey possibly and the story. I think I'm looking forward to that one just as much as Seth versus Dom. But what do you think? Well, I was going to say that. So Sorry. <laughs> I think it's a great idea, Jack. Yeah, cheers. Mm. Yeah, in terms of the match quality, those are the two that are going to bang the hardest. Someone's, the, just dropped something in the, someone's just dropped something in the toilet upstairs. I wonder what that was. Bloody hell. A deuce. Uh, yay. Hey. Aha. Aha. Uh, apart from that, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's my answer. But I'm also looking forward to storyline-wise, seeing what happens with Cruz, MVP, and if anybody else is going to join Team Only Thing Worth uh, Watching on Raw. Business. Yes, what I said. Ross, what are your awesome thoughts? Uh, they are exactly the same as yours, but the big crucial difference maker for me is the fact that Dominic Mysterio will be going all guns blazing, so he is the biggest and best bona fide Dom in the world because Dominic Littlewood, off of the television, laid down the gauntlet this week by taking a taser to the back. So no doubt Dominic Mysterio has seen this and he wants to top it, so something mental is going to happen in that match with, uh, with uh, Seth Rollins. How did Dom Dominic Littlewood, how did he, he hold up? He, he didn't hold up. He had two people holding him up, and he, he still went down. Oh. <laughs> so he took a taser to the back, and yeah, he went down. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be Sasha and uh, Sasha and Asuka, or Dom. Because I guess it might just be me, but I'm more invested in Dom and Rollins, just because of what they've done to Ray, and it'll be father and son, and the magic that happened at Survivor Series last year when those two got in the ring together. I was like, go on. Get him, son and father. Do it. <laughs> so maybe that'll come back again. I don't know. Mm. So you're looking forward to seeing uh, Seth get dumbed. That's fantastic. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's... Kicked in the apart nuts. From that, apart from that... Yeah, I like that Pingu show. Uh, and apart from that crap pun, yeah, there's stuff that's going to happen. Some of it's going to be good. Some of it's not going to be good. But there'll be content for us to produce. So that makes it a great thing. Um. You know what? I thought if I just stared at the, the lineup long enough, something interesting would happen. It's not working. Um, That's all right. It's been, matches, a long, it's been a long podcast anyway, Matthew. Don't worry. It's so hot and sweaty here. Oh, let's... See it on his why, don't we just, why don't we just wrap it up? Why don't we just do it? Are you sure? Aye. Ross? Okay. I like the old Brodus Clay theme. River, wrap it up. Oh. <laughs> you know those mashups that you see on YouTube from time to time? That was yeah, Brodus Clay's old theme. Mark Henry's Echo... And Brodus Clay's Wrap It Up. Oh, one of the best out there. Tell you, get on YouTube. Find it. Wait, 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 Brodus Clay Wrap It Up? I don't know what it is, because obviously I was only really paying attention when he was the Funkasaurus, but apparently before that, when he was the big oh. bruising bodyguard fella, he had a theme that was speaking about Wrap It Up. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Like Jimmy off South Park was saying it. Wrap <laughs> It Up. Yeah. Great audience. That is was... Jimmy, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> How dare you get your incorrect South Park characters. <laughs> but my favourite mashup is... I forgot who made it, but it's Ken Shamrock's theme. So... Over Tootsie Roll. Yeah, Tootsie Roll. So you see that to the left, to the left, to the right. It works works really well. Anyway. What's oh. your favourite mashup, Jack? And then we'll end it. I've not got a wrestling one, unfortunately. Oh, Okay. 
But I heard one the other day that was um, My Humps by Fergie mashed up with the whatever whatever piece of classical music it is. Is it Mozart, maybe? The... And they're spending all my money on me. It's just, it works so, so well. It's <laughs> oh, really, yeah, that's really good. good. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, that's my favourite one. I also recommend DJ Cumberbund. Oh. It's seen as, oh, this stuff's very well made. But I'd recommend You can tell he's a wrestling oh. fan because inexplicably there'll be Macho Man quotes or nice. Macho Man raps inserted in random bits. <laughs> I'll recommend so, the Super Mash Bros then. Don't know if they're still active, but at school we used to listen to Super, Super Mash Bros. Yeah. Sweet. Well, we are well and truly spent. I think we've lost weight here, even me eating that disgusting Magnum lolly and sucking out all the juices from the wrapper. If you have any thoughts, prayers, vitamins, anything you want to send our way, please, please, please send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. And if you'd like to vote in the prestigious, amazing, stupendous gratifying uh, hold, call hold Hall of Fame, fame. <laughs> I've just remembered a virtual thesaurus in my head no, we were please, so please, close please. to the end we do you remember so... you at Starcast Matthew walking around with a box of vitamins offering them to people yes <laughs> yeah because you have to go to um, wherever it's called and get the, the stuff you need for the week right if you go to America you need all the, the healthy stuff the, the weird milk they have and all stuff so I gathered it and they don't just do a small jar for travel size. They do the big F off Flintstones A to Z, make you feel all right. Eat, eat a little Bam Bam and you'll be all right. So I was going around <laughs> at, at uh, Vegas going, well, I'm not going to eat all of these myself. I can't take them back. And so I went and like, hey, anyone want a vitamin? A vitamin, whatever they like. And uh, yeah, they're all going, are you sure this is a vitamin, Matthew? We are in Vegas. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Fred Flintstone. I bought them around. I bought them from the little shop around the road. So Matthew's going around with cowies and Caesar's palace. <laughs> Sometimes cowies have little pictures of cartoon characters on this stuff, don't they? So, so you heard. Oh God! Be great in a job interview. Yeah. What, what are you known for, Matthew? All right. Let's see the last thing you did. You've given you given pills to kids in Vegas. Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Well, on that bombshell, Jack, what we're going to see from you this um, week? I'll be doing a graded for. AW Dynamite on Sunday morning because it's on Saturday night and I'll be doing the What Happened At uh, immediately after SummerSlam and then that'll be uploaded on the channel very soon after the show has ended. So there you go. Wonderful. Is NXT going head-to-head with AW? Yeah. Takeover, oh, yeah. That's weird. So we've got, we've got people covering that as well. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. I'm stressed. No. <clears throat> Ross. WTF moments for AEW on Sunday. Owen Mawson stepping in because Richard Tubman, who might be listening now, doesn't want to work Sundays. Can you believe it, eh? Can you believe it? Monday JBL. comes round. JBL in the crowd. Edge, just like, what? Monday, WTF for uh, SummerSlam will be out, and then we're back to normal next week. And then me and Jack's done a, a tier ranking for every single SummerSlam event ever. And I think that's going out on Sunday, although I'm not too sure. But it's Sometime. in the can and recorded. But you don't need to watch it because obviously SummerSlam 92 is top. Well done, lads. Another classic. Maybe not. Ooh. Oh, suspense. Ooh. And I've got sod all planned. Good for Isn't you. life great? Good Thank you. you very much for listening and joining and persevering with the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that will talk bollocks and sometimes wrestling. This has been Jack, this has been Ross, I've been Matthew. We're all sweating, so let's end it by putting our hands up to the little webcams that we have. And on the count of three, you know the drill by now. One, two, three. 
Join us. Sangria, sangria. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.